Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of Penalty Kicks here on Colonial's Sport Network. On Colonial Sport Network, excuse me. My name is Samuel Goldberg, and I'm joined alongside by my partner in crime for this podcast, Josh Woodman. Josh is a freshman, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell the people who you are. Yeah, my name's uh, Josh Woodman. I've been playing soccer all my life. Uh, freshman here at RMU in the sports and communications. Um, and yeah, I'm just big into the sport. I've covered a couple games so far, so excited to get to talk about it. And exciting indeed is the word to use for the women's soccer team. Starting off the season strong so far, a 7-1-2 overall, 1-1 one one in conference play. Statement win their last time out against Green Bay. I had the opportunity to call that one on ESPN+. And... To go out and score five goals against a Horizon League opponent, Josh, that's got to feel good for them. Oh, yeah. It's got to be huge, especially with kind of how it's looked so far. They've been riding high. Like you said, that record is 7-1. That's big. Um, going into conference play, there was a couple of questions on how they would perform. You know, would this carry over into pretty much the games that mattered? And so, yeah, five goals in against your conference play you know that's just huge and and it's good to see that they're still riding off that confidence in that streak early on taking a look here at the box score from that one four different colonials on the score sheet malia kearns giving getting herself two goals kira hayashi probably had a sports center-esque top 10 goal from the free spot i mean impossible angle in top right shelf oh yeah no it's crazy I watched the highlights uh on it a couple of days ago I wasn't able to make that game but yeah um just you know really good performance all around and you know especially the one that's come to mind is Nduka um she's been having a great season so far and just just even though she didn't get the goal still contributing with an assist is big for her in my opinion yeah, Lydia Nduka extending her horizon point lead so far. Give her seven goals and two assists on the season. Although, again, that's been seven goals for a little bit now. I feel like she's gone a little bit cold uh, in the goal column, but still contributing on other parts of the field. And it's and also, too, for your leading goal scorer with seven goals, we really haven't seen her in the starting lineup a whole lot. And I don't know. What's your take on that, Josh? Well, the best thing I can imagine is from coming from the coach, if she's doing well off the bench, that's what you want to continue to ride on. Let the people put the pressure early on and then send her on. Um, she's big. She can run through people. She's fast, too. Like She she encompasses what they need, pretty much. And, and just to have that off the bench when you need fresh legs, that's something I know a coach always looks for. And so I, I imagine that's why they do it. Um, you were talking about their their the goal streak and, and just – it's been sitting at seven. I think for her, that would be a problem, but she is continuing to contribute, so it's not a whole lost cause. And then Josh, as well as a you're a, you co you're a head coach, right, for yes. JV soccer. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 really interesting to have that kind of take from a coach's mindset rather than just a person like me who just observes the team and really doesn't uh, really doesn't know like what like the game plan is inside the locker room. So kind of a fresh take right there coming from a head coach uh, mm -hmm. in you, Josh. So again, a couple of a uh, couple of other goal scorers as well. Uh, Melina Kearns was able to get two, nearly missing the hat. She nearly missed the hat trick. Uh, a couple. She had a couple of tries at it, but. Uh, the Colonials were looking for their sixth shutout on the season or clean sheet. 
but Zoe Pagels from Green Bay ended up spoiling that with two minutes left to play in the game. But again, that just goes to show how how aggressive the Colonials were all game against Green Bay. Yeah, um, the my person I was going to ho- uh, point out was Renee Moorbacher. Um, the one story I've done already for the women's soccer, um, she got the two goals in and that comeback uh, to tie. Um, yeah, no, just her contributing again with a, a goal, you know, that's I think that's important and that's what they need. She's been getting the nod at the starting position for, at striker there for them. And so, yeah, I think that's been pretty big. Um, like you mentioned, the Hoyashi, she also got an assist. So, yeah, everyone who they are playing is contributing, which is in this kind of a league and for RMU, that's pretty big, and that's what they continue to need as they approach some pretty tough opponents. And that's kind of an attestment, too, to that new formation that's been brought to RMU soccer as we see it on both sides of the ball, that kind of 3-4-3 type of formation, allowing for more aggressive play style. I mean, yeah, the counterattacks will be there because of the aggressive formation that you have. But from what we've seen so far from the first two conference games, as we take a look at the first conference game against Purdue Fort Wayne, it was a, it was a 2-0 loss to on the road uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, the 3-4-3 did lead to a couple of counterattacks that Purdue Fort Wayne cashed in. But what... It, isn't noticed is the amount of chances that Robert Morris has or had in that in that match and just couldn't capitalize. Oh yeah, that's gone really under the radar. I think um, they had more shots than Purdue. Purdue, so that just is a, a testament to that it is working. It's just trust the process and how can that develop into finishing those chances there. Yeah, they've forced Purdue Fort Wayne's goalkeeper to make eight saves in that contest, which the chances were there. It's just Robert Morris could not find the back of the net, so. With that one, I mean, there's just there's just so much like there's only so much you can do in a game of soccer mm-hmm. that like especially if uh, like bounces don't go your way, it's just one of those games where you just do everything right except finish. Yeah, no, um, I was just gonna say that um, you you see that a lot, especially in their past games. You know, the I I go back to the game I covered pretty closely, Saint Bonaventure, where they tied there. Um, that was a game where they were really exposed at the back, which led to the counters. Um, number, I think it was 21 for St. Bonaventure. Uh, I remember her name, Olivia Allen. Yes, she got one of those goals. She was excellent that game. And because all she did was really sit in those wide spots, you mentioned that 3-4-3. That 3-4-3 doesn't really cover those wings too well, and so you really got to be positioned there to uh, guard those. And so... When you have a player like that sitting on those wings, it's really important to shut her down early, and they just weren't able to, which gave up those first two chances. But they got back into it, and that I think that also speaks to that testament and that you know drive that they have, which is maybe different to their past years. Yeah, and touching back here on the points as well, I said like Lydia Nduka was at 15 points, but Renee Morbacher also finds herself at 15 points as well as she does have a couple of assists to her name, give her three assists and six goals to give her 15 points. So, again, you have a starting player in Renee Moorbacher who can do damage, and then while while there's tired legs on the field, oh, hey, let's bring in Ninduka, yeah. who has seven goals on the mm-hmm. season off the bench. So many weapons for this women's team. Yeah, it's definitely not a bad choice to bring off, which is, I think, what they're kind of going for there. Um you really would probably only see them two on the field if you're pushing late in a game to try to get one back. Um, I think, like I said, Moorbacher, uh, when I talked to Coach uh, 
about her. He just really spoke to how since she's a sophomore, you know, the drive, keep getting her as a freshman, how it, the, the, it was there, but it, you just needed her to finish, and she's been finishing. So now about how can we build that rest of the team? How can we get everyone else to start clicking with them to really get the team in full flow? Yeah, and then it's just an testament too to head coach Chris Shaw. Like his his ability to get the best out of his players is undeniable. I mean, he just he just has a way to uh, he just has a way of knowing where to put players in certain certain situations and brings out the best of a best of the abilities of all of his players. And he he really does a good job um, really sh- closing out the weaknesses of the Colonials because everywhere. Because when one player has a weakness, there's another player there that counteracts that. Mm-hmm. Like there's, just he just has such a great coaching mind for soccer, and you know that off to one of their best starts in program history at uh, through non-conference play, they went unbeaten before suffering their first defeat in conference play. So uh, this is this has been undeniably one of the better seasons so far for. Uh, Chris Shaw, it just it's just it's just a matter of okay, how is this how is Horizon League play going to going to finish here? Yeah, I think um as they're approaching Milwaukee, you know, that's a team that they it, it was a tough game last year. Um and so I think now it just becomes a confidence thing rather than if you thinking going in there thinking oh, you know, what happened last year? It's a new team, new system. Things are clicking. We've had we are just a goal fest pretty much. We had a free run at Green Bay. How can we not make that Milwaukee game last year, 9-1 to Milwaukee? How can we better that, and how can we, you know, come out with a result? I think as a player and as a coach, a big thing with that is, like I was mentioning, the confidence. I think it's a men- mental thing first rather than a actual playing thing. So if you keep doing what they're doing on the field and mix that with a good mentality, I think they could have a real shot there. Yeah, so taking a look at uh, their next game, as you said, against Milwaukee. Last time out, it was 9-1. Milwaukee putting up seven goals in the second half. It looked promising to start in that first half. It was 2-1, to one, but then seven goals from Milwaukee out of nowhere, and it was just it was just kind of a game that you just chalk up and just kind of throw away. You put it in the past and you forget about it. But all-time uh, Robert Morris against Milwaukee, uh, five losses and no wins. So they're going to look to right the ship there and get the first, get their first win against Milwaukee. Uh, and Milwaukee is one of the better teams in conference in this conference. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Robert Morris matches up that 3-4-3 to Milwaukee. Yeah, I think um, it's a real chance to make a statement for them. Um, you look at who they've played so far and, and whatever, and all, some of the other teams might be thinking just, you know, basic cliche kind of things of like, oh, they might not be serious, they might not be legit, you know. But I think if you go in there and get a statement, win, draw, whatever it might be, keep it close with Milwaukee – I think that can make a real statement, and it also could probably fix their season up nicely. So just kind of looking at uh, Milwaukee from a statistical standpoint, 19 goals on the season, averaging 2.11 goals per game. However, they also have given up 13 goals throughout the season so far. That's nearly one and a half goals allowed per game. So while Milwaukee has the offense, their defense, however, not as strong as last year. 
Yeah, and so with that, you would hope that matches up nicely to uh, – you were talking about the weapons on our offense. Yeah, you would hope that matches up pretty well. You have a lot of people firing right now, so you would hope that – that you hope if you can take care of business on defense – that you could find a way through on offense. And I have no doubt that they could do that with the weapons they have up top. So just looking at the roster, some kind of players to watch here for Milwaukee. Uh, Kayla Rollins is their starter and star player. She has started all nine games so far. Six goals, no assist to her name. Leads the team with 12 points. Uh, nearly averaging 30% uh, sh uh, shot percentage on goal. Or excuse me, fifty. Or she's averaging a fifty-six or fifty-seven percent shot percentage on goal. So she's been a pretty deadly striker so far uh, for Milwaukee. Yeah, and I think RMU has had trouble with closing out those kind of people. Um, I I think, like I was mentioning, taking care of business on defense has got to be their first priority. A, a team that scores nineteen goals in this many games—that's pretty. That's pretty good averaging two goals a game uh it's definitely going to be a close one I think you're going to have to play probably tighter and maybe drop a few more back maybe play with a five instead of a three with those wingbacks uh slash wingers so I do think that they have a chance I'm not I'm not putting it away at all but I think you know just with that defense lock that down and and you have the weapons just man just send it forward let them do their thing up top because they've been doing it all season and then a couple other players as well that are not too far behind on points with seven points. It's Clara, excuse me, Clara Broke, Broker. She's got three goals and one assist to her name. And then with six points, it's Kat Van Boeven as well. That's a fun last name to say, Van <laughs> Boeven. Uh, just a just a quick side note. But two goals, two assists uh, to her name. Uh, give her six points. So Robert Morris, in a sense, has a... a Couple more players that are ahead in points. Renee Renee Moorbacher. They have Lydian and Duca. Also have a couple players at nine points as well. On paper, I see Robert Morris as the better team in this matchup. Uh what are your thoughts here prediction wise? Do you think Robert Morris wins this match at Milwaukee? Um I or excuse me, at home against Milwaukee. Yeah, I think the home factor is going to play a big part. That always plays a big part in a lot of games, no matter where you're at. It just, you know, the whole prep for that game, you're not going to have to travel. Milwaukee, obviously, is going to have to travel a decent bit. Um, or that I, is at Milwaukee. I'm so oh, sorry. I'm, yeah. I, I'm getting Wright State and then Milwaukee. That's my bad. Yeah, they no, are no. at Milwaukee and then at home against Wright State. Yeah, well, and then regardless, I think it does. Whoever has the home advantage there, it's going to play a big part because of the travel. Um, looking based off of what I'm seeing here on Milwaukee's previous games, um, they, they have needed late goals. They've had needed, you know, big performances from players. So I think RMU is going to need the same. I think they are going to need their players to step up, and I don't think they should really have a problem with that. I think the players have have played to that all year. So I, I think they can scrape by. Will they, though? I'm going to give it to them. Yeah, I think just because of the, the numbers and our firepower up top right now, no one seems like they can stop them. So, yeah, I think I will. Give it to them. Yeah, I'll give RMU. So, the uh, what's your score prediction here for this for this matchup? Yeah, it's going to be a tight. Um, I could see it being 
a goal fest, but like three two, but like a tight three two, not not like free flowing, you know, end to end kind of thing. I think a lot of these goals are gonna have to be off set pieces, and so I think it'll probably be two one. I'll go two one RMU. I'm in the same column as you. I think Robert Morris does have uh, the better the better team just on paper. Uh, I really like Robert Morris in this one against Milwaukee. Uh, I think it's going to be their sixth clean sheet of the season. I'm going a 2-0 victory for Robert Morris against Milwaukee. So with both of us with wins against uh, Milwaukee, we now turn to the Wright State game on Sunday, uh, September 24th against Wright State, who, again, history not on the side of Robert Morris, uh, Two, two to one in favor of Wright State, but ever since that first matchup, that four nil defeat, it's been a close two one games back to back for Robert Morris against Wright State. So with that being said, uh, at home, say so with us predicting that Robert Morris does get that victory against Milwaukee, they'll have that momentum going in at home against Wright State. Honestly, this this game it's it's gonna be a t- it's gonna be a close matchup with against Wright State one o'clock game on Sunday at the NAC, the North Athletic Complex. Yeah, um, like you mentioned, uh, history doesn't favor RMU in this one, but I don't think a lot of games in the past have, um, and I think there's always you only need one game to really change that, and so I think we can definitely do it if you can get that victory against a tough high power offense uh like Milwaukee. I don't think there's a real reason you can't walk into this Wright State game coming out with a win. I don't think there's any doubt really there. Uh you of course got to go a game at a time, but the just the way you've mentioned how the games with Wright State I just think with it being so close in the past, I mean, they kind of they got two quick ones and then it looked like in the last game, RMU largely dominated. I do know it's a new team, but same coach. I think uh, Shaw has the experience. I think he knows how this team's played. Uh, I think he can come out with a victory here. Comfortable one, too. I definitely believe that, too. Uh, Wright State played their first Horizon League game against Green Bay and only won 1-0. So just taking a based off of, based off of that, I think we're going to see another... Green Bay-esque statement game here by Robert Morris. Uh, I mean, just looking at the statistics, couple players have four points on their team. That's pretty much it. Robert Morris, again, they just look so much stronger on paper than this Wright State squad. So give me Robert Morris 4-0, picking up another clean sheet. Yeah, um, the only thing you got to worry about is you just don't want to fall into that trap. You don't want to fall into those trap games and worry about Wright State getting one early like they have the last couple of years and then trying to crawl back and do that. But I think at the same time they have – this RMU team is a bit different and they have shown that fight that they can come back no matter the situation. So I will also give that – I will give a I'll give a 5 nothing victory to RMU. Yeah, just looking at Wright State, uh, their team – or their, they have two players with four points at the moment. Uh, Lauren Brohert, uh, two goals, no assists. And then Marcella Sizer, two goals, no assists. So just in my personal opinion, I don't really see a dangerous player here on this Wright State team that Robert Morris really has to worry about. No, um, I think it's going to be a lot of what Wright State has to worry about up top, especially. Um, 
you know, we can keep saying over and over again, but I, th I do feel like it has to be reiterated, just the firepower and the depth we have at that attack. I think at home, um, it's good day. I think you know the team, you know the squad, you know who you're up against. I think you come off a victory with Milwaukee. I don't think there's any doubt that you can put a couple away against Wright State. So, Robert Morris, uh, both me and Josh, we have predicted 2-0 for this week. Uh, again, you can, by the time we're, we are recording this podcast on Wednesday, they play Thursday, which is tomorrow, 8 p.m. against Milwaukee. That game will be on ESPN+. And then they are home Sunday against Wright State, 1 p.m. game also being streamed on ESPN+. So now we turn to the other side of the pitch, as we will say, to the men's squad. 3-2-2 two, and two, uh, to start their season. They started their season unbeaten as well until they fell 1-0 to Duquesne. And then started Horizon League play, losing 1-0 to IUPUI. Yeah, um, that Duquesne game was tough. Uh, we're, uh, you didn't go to that game, right? You, I did not, know. Yeah, yeah. So that that game, we watched that here in the newsroom. That game was um, – that was a tough, tough game. They were had a big advantage at halftime with a lucky, well, in my opinion, what was a lucky red card um, for them. I do think you have to capitalize off those chances. I'm not saying that teams with red cards can't come back and win. I think we've seen that a lot even in the pros nowadays, that there are ways to play with 10 men and, and squeeze out a result. But I think if you're RMU, you got to be kicking yourself. That's a good opponent in Duquesne. That's a rivalry. That's a just cross town. All you got to do is you have you're in the position you have decent chances you got the man advantage you just I feel like you got to be disappointed you didn't get something out of that the cross town derby yeah. <laughs> as they call it uh yeah it was just it, it was just a such a heartbreaker of a game because they played so well in that in that one and to and to get that result it just they we've seen that so many times so or. I would say two to three times so far where the men's team, they've played a great game, just haven't been able to score. And, you know, Chase Gilly, he's had his moments where he's done really well. And then we've also seen where he's had his struggles. You know, Gilly, he's really that uh, he's really that streaky type of player. When he's on, he's one of the best players to watch in the Horizon League. But then when he's when, when he has his struggles, it's... It's like okay, what what can we do to you know get him back on that on that track? But I think uh, looking at uh, their opponent in Milwaukee, who last time out Robert Morris beat five nil. I look again at this game and against Milwaukee, and I see it's a way to right the ship and get to five hundred in conference play. Yeah, and I think that's a very important game where they need to do that. I mean, you're undefeated in that you know, demoralizing loss to Duquesne does something. And you could probably even use that as an excuse for that performance at IUPUI. Um, I do think Milwaukee is what you said that game to really kind of put a couple away, get your confidence back, like you said, steady the ship. And then you walk into St. Bonaventure uh, three days after that, and I'm just thinking hopefully by then you will be at that 500 fresh start, you know, pick up, dust yourselves off and – just you know, keep going because, yeah, I mean that that Duquesne game. I just I gotta say it's just it's a tough one. And so, most times you see as teams, um, 
after a loss kind of like that, it's it's easy to fall down and stay down. And with RMU, with that unbeaten run at the beginning, you don't want to do that. Especially, you had a great, fantastic start. You had one tough loss. You kind of got to, you know, fix that, write that off, and just get ready to go again, which they didn't do against IUPUI, a game where it was really tight, um, 13 to 10 shots. Um, saves RMU made the keeper save a lot more. Yeah, I, I think that they just kind of need to put a couple away against Milwaukee, which I think they will do and get back on track and, and really focused on what's ahead. Taking a look here at uh, Milwaukee's schedule, their last matchup came against number 23, Marquette, in which they drew 1-1. And then that previous match, they started Horizon League play at Wright State, losing 1-0. Kind of surprising how uh, uh, Milwaukee's able to tie a ranked opponent in the nation in Marquette, but is unsuccessful in scoring against Wright State. It's just kind of that dynamic that Milwaukee is a really hit or miss team when they when they come to play a match. Yeah, a lot of it is I think the context. I think you know you you have some days you have those games, those environments, those feels where it's like you walk in there and you think, yeah, I can you know I could do this. You know, uh, in a, in a Marquette game ranked, you walk in there and you think oh, yeah, we can do this, and they get a result. And then you walk in against Wright State, and you might be overconfident, you might be under, you might be thinking, you know, you might be in your head. It, it, a lot of it, it can mess with you. I think it's a mental thing. But, um, yeah, it does show that you don't know what to expect for sure. Just because you put five in on them last year for RMU doesn't mean you might necessarily do that again. I think they are on the right track where they definitely could, and I think they probably will. But you don't want to, you know, get lost in that kind of get caught up in what the records are, get caught up in how everyone's been playing. You just want to take it a game at a time, go in there and focus and just get a result. Exactly. I, and I, I agree 100% with you. Uh, player to watch for for Milwaukee. Uh, Raul Medina has started all seven games. 515 minutes, three goals. Two assists give him eight points on the season. Leads Milwaukee in all categories. They that's their main guy to to watch for. I feel like if the Colonials back three can really secure him, I feel like they'll they'll have a nice easier type of game. The thing about this Robert Morris team, like there isn't like that one star player that they have. Just that's just in my personal yeah, opinion. Yep. They just have so much talent. They have so many talented players spread out all over the place that you don't need to get it to one guy to score. Like, like right now, like uh <coughs> Anas Hadron has two goals. Kai McLaughlin has two goals. Gabe Norris has two goals. Nolan Hunter has one goal. Like Robert Morris they they have so many attacking points and it's and it's it's really it's really just a matter of where they're going to go. Like Anas Hodgson, two assists. Tim, Col- Tim Kozolop, two assists. Nolan Hutter, one assist. John Palm Mibuthia, one assist. Like the team spreads the wealth. They can hit you at all angles. They attack the right flank, the left flank, through the middle. They just hit you in so many directions that it's really tough as as an opponent to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, and I think that's why we pay Jonathan Potter, uh, the coach, to 
that's why we pay him the big bucks. I think, you know, it is a new team. It's his new team. It's new for him, too. I think this season has been exceptional given the circumstances over the last year and going into this year and, you know, just everything in general. I think it's been exceptional. And I think you have a real chance, though, where in a couple months you don't want to be sitting there kicking yourself thinking we could have done more. So, yeah, I do think it's up to him to kind of figure out where he wants to play. You mentioned Kai McLaughlin, uh, Gilly. You know, those guys, we know their talent. We know what they have. Now let's just get the chemistry down. Let's get it set. Let's figure out who's going to play where, who's going to get in when. It's really just about solidifying that. Once you get that going, they could be on a roll. Exactly. So with their game uh, at Milwaukee, I really like Robert Morris in this one. I feel like if they can shut down Medina, I feel like it'll be a successful afternoon. I'm giving Robert Morris the 2-1 victory over Milwaukee. And I will be giving him a 3-1 victory over Milwaukee. Alrighty, so there's our predictions for for the men's squad going to Milwaukee. That is a 2 o'clock game on Saturday. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Or Milwaukee Radio as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for today here on Penalty Kicks for Josh Woman. My, my name has been Samuel Goldberg. We hope you have a pleasant rest of your day, night, or morning, whenever you're listening.